Poso maoni work, wai wainan kitana ni mua e yoski pietaya posnotaman e yum MITW podcast. A yospis pietaya posnapi notaman and e hisikimaka e yoso matnamineho kihi. Welcome to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. We are your host, Gary Dodge. And Sheena Wapus. On this episode, we are joined by guest Vaughn Bowles, and he is the Public Information Officer for the Incident Command Center for the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. And he is here to answer some of our COVID-19 questions. And I would like to remind people that we request you send any COVID-19 related questions into us at podcast.mitw.org. So, um, Vaughn, this week um, we saw that the um, emergency orders and the teleworking for tribal employees has been extended. Can you talk a little bit about the reasoning behind that? Yeah, it's it's pretty simple, and it boils down to this. Part of our response plan was that if there were um, rising numbers of of COVID cases in the exterior counties that we would respond um, accordingly by, you know, moving to telework and and essentially closing down public access to a lot of the buildings. Um, And the tests in a lot of the counties have have shown a significant rise in COVID cases over the last week. Uh, It's a fairly steady progression of active cases, and that's why we decided to extend another week. Um, Hopefully those individuals will be able to recover. Um, and, you know, in the meantime, you know, we'd like to keep our population as safe as possible. So we're going to try to limit transfer of, you know, employees throughout the, the community. And that's why they decided to um, continue to remain in, in a telework phase for an additional week. So. Okay. Um, and then uh, we also saw a statement this week from the chair's office regarding the federal funds that we were granted and some of the things that they're being used for. Right. Um, And I did see, I know we talked about this a little bit in some episode previously. I don't remember. It was quite a while ago though. Um, But I did see a couple of people quite concerned about the cellular towers and the Wi-Fi towers. Right. And 5G specifically, and if there's any health effects with that or if it's connected to the coronavirus at all. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, we, we can talk about that a little bit more. So so 5G, um, it doesn't affect the spread of COVID-19. I'm just going to start with that. 5G is the term um, that, stand, that stands for fifth generation. Uh, it's talking about the... Um, Wi-Fi transmission technology that we use for the internet today um, for basically any sort of wireless type setup your you know your smartphones um, tablets all of that Um, it it utilizes frequencies in the electromagnetic spectrum that's that's what we do when we communicate with phones or radios Um, and for 5g it's using the uh, 3 kilohertz to 300 gigahertz bandwidth um on the on the reservation we're going to be using something around the 2.5 gigahertz frequency uh the reason for that is it helps uh transmit through the uh the dense foliage that we have on on a lot of the population or a lot of the 
one of the reservation, not the population, uh, because it's heavily forested. Um, so 5G won't increase the number of, of COVID cases per se. Um, it is safe to be around. They've, they've found that, you know, it doesn't have any deratilious effects on people's health. Um, and so 5G is okay. It won't increase our, our amount of COVID on the reservation. Um, that said, uh, there there was funds utilized um, for part of the, the 5G project that we're working on. Uh, there's a part um, that dealt with uh, charter internet. I personally don't know a lot about that portion of the project because I, I haven't been working on the charter project at all. Um, I believe that's a hard cable line, though, that's um, moving out to Zor Neopit. Um, I have been working with the tower portion, um, and that's a project that's been in the works for several years now. Uh, we've been awarded uh, state grants. Um, and this is all pre-COVID, uh, last kind of late last year that we that we received the funding for this. We're also um, partnering with a private company to to help with the construction, obviously, um, and so it's it's paid for out of out of pre-COVID funding, none of the federal funds that the chairwoman talked about. However, we don't have enough power lines on the reservation to to reach and power additional cell towers. Um, but part of what the federal funds did specify is that for rural areas, kind of like our reservation, that don't have um, uh, a very robust infrastructure, they can use those funds to help um, improve the infrastructure um, so that it can provide um, essentially relief for COVID situations. Um, we told them we'd intended to utilize it so our schools could do distance learning um, and that we could provide telehealth. Those are fully acceptable reasons under under what the, um, the, the federal government um, outlined. And so um, we're going to be putting in more power cables and stuff so we can put the towers up. So that's that's kind of what the chairwoman was talking about when she mentioned those towers. Um, but the towers themselves all paid for with pre-COVID funding and stuff. So none of that is, is I don't know how you'd say it. Um, it's not shady. We're going to just say we're not using our funds shady. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, last time we went to telework, um, you know, but this was like a longer stretch. I know that uh, the tribe had did some layoffs. So I was just wondering, will there be enough funding to keep tribal employees working if telework and the emergency order continue to extend? Yeah, it's a great question, Gary. I'm, I'm glad you asked that, actually. So the first time we went into telework, we actually hadn't received a lot of the federal funding that was related to COVID. Since that time, we have received it, obviously, and that's, um, part of what the chairwoman talked about. Um, and at this point, uh, the incident command team and the, the payroll and finance department of the tribe don't anticipate any sort of layoffs, um, even with individuals being um, on, on a remote access type basis. Uh, the chairwoman also noted that um, these funds are, are, you know, specifically specified for employees, um, for workers, um, and, you know, we just want to disabuse anyone of the notion that just because we're, we're going to be working remotely um, a little more and maybe in the future, we're not sure, hopefully not, um, that they're going to be laid off. So right now, the, the jobs of the tribal employees are, are, should be considered financially secure and, and stable. Um, okay, so 
what types of plans are in place if surrounding communities have a major spike in cases? Uh, I have seen quite a few people concerned about the upcoming Shawano County Fair. Um, and if, you know, we have a large spike from something like that, um, what kind of uh, plans are in place for us? Yeah, so if there is a major spike in one of the counties around or even even on the reservation, we're going to treat it pretty similarly to how we've been we've been doing it to this point in time. You know, we have the tribal action plan. We'd move to a phase one type scenario. It would be a lot of remote work. Um, you know, we'd have skeleton crews on site to, to maintain the, the, the public buildings. Um, you know, access would only be by appointment only we need to maintain social distancing. Um, the mask um, order would remain in effect. Um, and so we, it'd be pretty similar to how we're operating now. Um, I don't I don't foresee us taking any more drastic measures at this point to, to change how things would operate. So if it gets better, great. If it gets a little worse, we're, we're kind of prepared at this point to, to hunker down and, and weather the storm and, and make sure we can keep the tribe as, as healthy as possible. Okay. And um, can you talk uh, or give a little update on the plans for schools reopening? Yeah. So uh, we've talked with the um, tribal school as well as MISD um, regarding their plans for back to school um, and how they're going to keep you know students and teachers safe. We're also in contact right now with the Shawano School District. Um, we've reviewed a lot of their plans. We've made some suggestions. Um, all entities have been very responsive about going back um, and making adjustments to their plans and and um, really putting them down in, in kind of concrete um, safety measures that are measurable um, that should be able to provide safety for the students and the teachers uh, and the staff member on site. Um, we are hoping that the, the final plans come back this coming week. Um, and when they do, we'll make sure to help distribute those as best we can along with the schools. So we'll keep the public um, as informed and up-to-date as possible when we have those final plans come in. Wyoming for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. Uh, we do weekly updates with Vaughn and welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19. Uh, please send them in to us via email at podcast at mitw.org.